Ah, oh, dude. Can you imagine comparing Antifa to Nazis? Yes. Which Antifa isn't a group of people. It's just like a, like, like a political standing. Like, people think, people think, like, we gotta take down Antifa. Yeah, go, go, please. Talk to the CEO of Antifa for me. Yeah, I started the recording because I was just about to yell, silence. Did you not realize it was going? Oh, no, I, I know full well it's going. I may just cut all this out. Silence! But I don't think you understand, like, yes. the whole point. All right, now, hold on. Is that they're against Nazis. Right, right. To compare fascists and anti-fascists seems seems silly. However, there is a long history of people becoming that which they claim to oppose. I mean, could you imagine hating an anti-fascist group and thinking you're in the right? Uh, let, okay, let's remember Joseph Stalin, uh, who I just heard a whole segment about uh, on uh, Our Fake History. Uh, a three-part series, in fact. Joseph Stalin was uh, pretty damn evil and yes. and ultimately acted an awful lot like fascists. And uh, But ultimately, you know, in the beginning, communists and fascists were, were hated enemies. That was their... Uh, fascists hated communists and communists hated fascists. And they were supposedly at the opposite ends of the political spectrum. And Stalin was a true believer in communism. He just, you know, was a fanatic who turned it to evil. Um, but ultimately, uh, you know, he made a deal with Hitler going into World War II, and then, you know, Hitler stabbed him in the back. Go figure. Um, but That Hitler. But in <laughs> That Hitler. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, he became pretty, uh, uh, pretty much the evil dictator along the same lines. I mean, you know, slaughtering a bunch of people. And, uh-huh. you know. Yep. So I can see where they would think that they have a point in making that cartoon, but that I mean, like, if you actually examine what the two groups have done, uh, Nazis versus Antifa, um, yeah, it's it's not even a there's not there's no there's no straight line comparison there anywhere. I completely agree also, with you on have, that. Have you noticed but that the possibility exists? Have you noticed that political cartoons have to label everything? Yes, it's almost as if the people they're made for aren't smart enough to get it. It's like the world's worst metaphor. Uh huh. See, you have to understand, because I, I, I drew in this character here, because he represents... Yeah, exactly. No, no, you get it? He's he's fat because he's Congress taking all of our food and money. You get how... Okay, anyway. Silence! Oppenheimer! I myself am strange and unusual. This is Nerf Ray Radio! Nerd alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? I'm interested in it, and by definition, it is nerdy. Are you a loser to 
My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 303 of Nerd Pride Radio. 303. Okay, look, there's the 303 area code, which is uh, Colorado, mostly the Denver area. Uh, 303 brand automotive protectant products uh, and aerospace protectant products from the same company. Um, 303 rifle cartridges. Uh, 303 Magazine for Fashion, 303 Sports Grill, uh, somewhere in the Denver area of the 303 area code, uh, 303 Coffee Company, also in Denver, uh, 303 Volleyball Academy, uh, this one's in Inglewood, Colorado, um, 303 Gallery of Contemporary Art, this one's in New York, so I was impressed by that, uh, 303 Grill, uh, different from the 303 Sports Grill in Denver, the 303 Grill is in Dallas, Texas, uh, and the 303 Animal Clinic is in uh, Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, 303, which is a high-rise, which I didn't even click or look deep enough to find out where it was, but they were trying to sell condos. Uh, 303 Boards, a squ- skateboarding outfitter uh, in Denver, again, obviously. Uh, so that my, my point is that 303, this is one of the first numbers I've searched for where you have that many different companies uh, and... Uh, and products named 303. So it's a number that apparently is just attractive as a uh, as a brand. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is about 303 that makes it attractive. But apparently it's there. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And again, again, most of them are Denver. The area code kind of calls to them apparently. But uh, at, all right. Ask me how I'm doing today. Go on. Ask me. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Sorry. <laughs> You you said you said three hundred three caliber and it's fascinating. What? Read the history of the three hundred three cartridge. I did not dig that deep. Uh, what what is the history of the three hundred three cartridge? Well, I know it's British. It's British and it is still being used today. Invented in eighteen eighty nine. That's a long service bullet. Nice and. Uh, it was used in. Oh wow! Okay, there's a list of wars it's been in. There's oh, wow. Uh huh. Nifty. All right. It, anyway, somebody somebody asked me a question, and the answer is I am awesome. My name is Mike Jones. I am a D and D slash Pathfinder nerd, a history nerd, a sci fi nerd, a comic book nerd, computer nerd, movie nerd, comedy nerd, science nerd, gaming nerd. Plus, there's like seven other kinds of nerd. I only wish I was nerdy enough to be. You are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, the place I go every week with my lovely partner here, Aiden. Well, howdy. To haver on about all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in our skulls anymore. Our sponsor this week is Gunpoint, Denver's newest hotspot for drinks and live music. The only way I'll ever listen to country music is at Gunpoint. Or, 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 I don't normally get blackout drunk, but if I do, it's at Gunpoint. Anyway, it, it, <laughs> I, 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 Gotta spill on this one because this yeah. was a this was Aiden's idea. I how did you even why why did you even suggest naming a bar Gunpoint? Uh, because uh, we talked about taking a vacation at Gunpoint because I have to get laid off because oh that's of right the school that's right. year that's right that's right he's getting laid off uh, after Thanksgiving and and it, it, and Mike said it's not you getting laid off you're taking a vacation at Gunpoint. <laughs> I said oh is that the new bar and grill in town? That's yeah, and so. We decided that uh, uh, Gunpoint is an awesome name for a bar. I don't know if it's tasteless. Uh-huh. I don't know if there's a, um, I mean, like, you know, 
It's got a great theme to go with it. It's just, it, it's got the built-in advertising. Like, like my my dream, if you were at a gunpoint uh, bar and grill or gunpoint, like I said, I think it should be a music venue as well. Uh-huh. But uh, if you were at gunpoint, I think inside the bathroom stalls, the inside of every door should have a big sign that said, you're taking a shit at gunpoint. I think that's funny. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I like it. But then when I was looking up to see if there are any other businesses named Gunpoint, there apparently is a mining outfitter in like Central America. I mean, it's not it's not a Central American business. It's a bunch of foreigners uh, mining them for their resources. And as they were being reported in the news somewhere, they were reported as the tastelessly named Gunpoint Excavators or whatever their name was. And I'm like, wait, 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 so Gunpoint is tasteless? You mean we can't do that? I don't think Gunpoint is tasteless. Ah, <sighs> uh, well, that's, you know what? This plan was almost a go until until I saw that. So I guess now we're just going to scrap it. Sorry, dude. Uh, anyway, um, oh, there we are. It's actually time for our meticulously applied portion of the podcast. This is the time for me and Aiden where we talk about all of the interesting things we've stumbled across during the last week or so. If something tickles our nerd fancies during the course of this busy, busy week or two, uh, we'll add it to our master lists. And the very best stuff off of those lists gets spewed out all over you guys every time we record. You, you lucky, lucky dogs. dogs. Uh, straight into that master list. Uh, first up, it's an unnamed history segment. Woo! All right, we're talking about the moon, specifically the first moon landing, uh, the first manned moon landing. And Nixon, you guys have all heard this one. I was just going to read it off cold, but you guys have all heard Nixon had a speech prepared just in case they didn't all make it back. Whoa. Yeah, so the the idea was that the lander, you know, they they all went up there in the capsule and then uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong go down to land on the planet while Michael Collins, mm-hmm. the forgotten astronaut, uh, waits up in the, in the castle. Was he really an astronaut if he didn't land on the moon? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's right. It says right here, you can't be an astronaut if you don't land on the moon. Um, and so two of them were going to go down while he waited uh, up in the capsule, and then they would come back up. And Well, I don't know if that's the capsule. I think the capsule, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he waits, he waits in the orbiter, and then... Uh, when the other two are done, the lander brings them back up to the orbiter, and then they all fly home safely, which is how it panned out. But there was a, a chance, and they thought maybe 50-50 chance, that they wouldn't get back up off the surface of the moon, and then Michael Collins would be forced to abandon them there and uh, fly home without them, uh, while they apparently just you know ran out of air and suffocated and then froze. So, um, so Nixon's speech... In, in case of that eventuality, was prepared and says, Fate has ordained the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery, but they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. All right. Nice. Yeah, I like, like whole speech right now. Um, but here's the thing. Um... Imagine being the guy who has to leave those two on the moon. Right? Right? Well, that's... Okay. And that's where uh, Michael Collins comes in. Michael Collins, we have his journal. He was uh, a a journal and fool, apparently. He kept track of lots of stuff. And so he wrote uh, in his journal while he was waiting for them. So he's sitting up in that capsule, and he's pondering... uh, He's pondering the possibilities. And in his... 
In his journal, it says, My secret terror for the last six months has been leaving them on the moon and returning to Earth alone. Now I am within minutes of finding out the truth of the matter. If they fail to rise from the surface or crash back into it, I am not going to commit suicide. I'm coming home forthwith, but I will be a marked man for the rest of my life, and I know it. Yep. Because it's not your fault, but you're the one who left him on the moon. But you're the guy who... and And so, for him, the best case scenario is they make it back, which they did, and then history mostly forgets about him because, well, he's not the guy who walked on the moon. Right. And that's what happened. That's the best case, and I think he was thrilled with that. Uh-huh. I, I don't think this was a problem for him. Um, uh, but, yeah, the idea that, like, he's writing in his journal, you know, if this happens, I'm not going to commit suicide. So that means that was that was on the table. Right. Like, that was that was one he of the... He thought about it. Right. Seriously. Like, like should I? Because... I mean, really, maybe it would be better. Like, I just, to me, I thought these two passages uh, in concert were just uh-huh. uh, really powerful for me. And so I thought I would share them. And that's all I have. I don't, I'm not going to go in. There's lots of people who have delved deeper and uh, uh, been more introspective on all of this than I can be. But, uh, but I just thought it was super cool. Uh-huh. So um, fascinating stuff. All right. What's next? Oh, 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 oh. And now for something completely different. That's right. It's time for something completely different. Uh, this is just stuff we don't have a category for yet. And I was watching a uh, YouTube video from, oh, I think the channel is The Take is the name of it. Uh, two women who usually, uh, they're talking about movies and usually movies uh, from a, uh, a women's point of view and do an examination of different uh, female stereotypes on screen, different kinds of tropes in the movies. And they did a whole bit on... Love Actually. And they were talking about how the movie Love Actually, despite being known as this uh, uh, ultra-romantic um, uh, story, uh, it turns out that, in their opinion, and I agree with them, Love Actually is really toxic. It's like, it's very British. Oh, yeah. And everybody in this movie uh, is too repressed to actually share their emotions. So there's a lot of um, a lot of stalking, a lot of uh, we communicate our love in grand gestures because that's how you win the girl is by secretly pining away for her and never letting her know until you do a great grand gesture that which look not that that's particularly British. I mean, you know, John Hughes and other teen movies uh, uh, get, got the lock on that back in the 80s here here in the States. But um, yeah, they went through all of it and it was it was pretty toxic. And they talked about a lot of the um, relationships where the men were considerably older than the women in almost all of these. In fact, out of the like 12 different pairings that they had of different people, there was only one case where the woman was older and it wasn't explicitly stated. But if you look at the ages of the actors involved, um, she was older in that one. Uh, I think that was the one with Laura Linney and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, And, and so, all right, me being a math and statistics nerd, I decided I would go ahead and make a chart of, of all of the relationships in love actually, and then compare their ages. And as it turns out, out of the, the 12 or so pairings of them, yeah, the difference in ages was on average 10 and a half years. Whoa. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, as a percentage of age, the guys were on average 40% older than the women. 
right? That includes that includes in the relationship of the two uh, prepubescent kids, where where she was eleven and he was thirteen. I mean, it's just weird that that's how the pairings went. You twenty five years, twenty five. Okay, now that's um that's where Snape uh was a married man, and he was he was married to here. You can see here on the next line. Uh, he was married to uh, a woman who was 13 years younger than him. But then in his office, he had a new secretary who was this this vixen who was coming on to him really, really hard through the whole movie. And yet, and he was a good 25 years older than her. So, yeah. I know, I know. And then, there's like, two 16s on there. Yeah. The only thing that makes it as low as 10 and a half is the one negative 11. Right. Right. No, I, I, exactly. This is, um, so the, the whole point that they had on the take, and you should, you should watch them, uh, if you're interested in, uh, uh, feminist takes on, on movies, because I really enjoy watching them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> their, their point is, yeah, all of this is just, it's, it's toxic, it's repressed, and a lot of it is just male fantasy. I mean, that's, that's all this is. This is the, the older married man, um, and, uh, uh, and he winds up, you know, having this super hot secretary who just cannot resist him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we get it. Or, uh, or, you know, the, the wealthy dude who winds up falling in love with his, uh, his hot Spanish housekeeper who he can't, I mean, she's not Spanish, she's Colombian, I think. Anyway, he falls in love with What's his, the difference? his hot housekeeper who also falls in love with him, even though he's, uh, he's older and very doughy, and they don't speak the same language, and yet, um, or maybe she was Portuguese? Portuguese. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Portuguese? That's not not relevant to yeah, the baby, story. Yeah, baby, quack, quack. The point was, I just thought the numbers were interesting. So, uh, there you go. Uh, that was it. All right, next up... Um, all right, what, one last one. Do you have any segments? I feel like I'm dominating here. Dominating! Um, oh, wait, before we move on to the next Dude, segment, you just got a 25 kill streak. You can call it a tactical nuke. <laughs> I, I, thank you. Um, I wanted to give you a gift. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm putting you. The button? In control of the button for the whole show. I won't touch it. It's all yours. You make the decisions. All right. On, on when to activate the button. I wanted to do that right at the beginning. I forgot. Okay. So, all right. Um, anyway, next up is... Hi, 21. R- hi, R2. Uh, next up is the... I didn't say we we're going to do it out of order, though. 21. God damn it. All right, we'll do one. One, but that's it. You say that we weren't going to do it out of order, but you already had the list ready. Well... No, I was being prepared this time. Ah, uh-huh. for the first time ever. Hey, 21 is from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Lisa says, would you be- rather be able to play every musical instrument or speak every language fluently? Speak every language fluently. Speak every language fluently. That would be, I mean, I'll, I don't know. Could you, like, like when I was in high school, I dreamt of this, where I would just gain the ability to speak every language fluently. And then tell off my Spanish teacher in full fluent Spanish. Okay. And then when she goes to report me, I, I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? 
Okay. That's pretty funny. Um, okay. Despite your very, uh, very, very specific personal uh, fantasy look, based on look, a, a the, Spanish teacher that you hated. That, that is just um, one example, but it would be a very handy thing to do. It, okay, it would. And I admit that being able to speak any language would come in way handier. But, I mean, I'm okay with not speaking multiple languages. I mean, my life is just fine. I'm getting by. I'm not but having any real problems with it. Is it doesn't specify living or dead languages. Oh, I know, and I get that. I get that. I thought about that too. I'm imagining uh, being able to speak, you know, fluent Etruscan or right, right, right. Being able to translate all these things that we haven't been able to translate. But the ability to play any instrument would also come in really handy. Well, okay. See, and is is. I think way sexier than speaking languages. Think about it, though. The way these two options are worded, one can genie you way harder. Because the ability to play any instrument, anyone can do that, just not well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that the genie understands my intent here. Right, right, because genies always understand your intent. It doesn't say there's a genie even involved. Look, it says, would you rather have this ability or this ability as defined by your own intentions? No, it doesn't. That's what it says. No, it, it, it Although, ultimately, I'm going to go, well, look. You could also speak any language, just not well. Right. Could No, it says fluently. It specifically oh, says fluently. Oh, yeah. She should have added the fluently after the musical instrument. You can play any instrument fluently. Well, that, that, that would make sense. I... Although, look, even having said that, I'm going to assume that it means being able to play well right. on any instrument, and I'm still going to pick languages, yeah. but playing any instrument is uh, is still pretty cool. I mean, that, God, it is, it is a really close second for me. So right. Good, you, good you, could, you could go to freaking Ireland and just start speaking Gaelica. Actually, do you remember when I said science fiction double feature? That's right, here at Nerd Pride Radio, you get not one, but two movie reviews for the same low, low price. And uh, the two movies that I've seen recently, both uh, kind of girl power movies. They have uh, uh, girls in the driver's seats of these movies. And um, uh, the first one, well, I'm going to do them in reverse order. Uh, the first one is Darkest Dawn. And Okay. Have you seen Darkest Dawn? Yes. You've watched found yes. found footage movie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yep. Then we actually have we have a basis here to compare notes. How would you feel about Darkest Dawn? <sighs> yeah. Okay. See, that's what I thought. <laughs> we were watching Darkest Dawn, and uh, yeah, he's just over there gagging. Um, <laughs> we were watching Darkest Dawn, and like the first half hour of it, forty mm-hmm. minutes of it. I'm thinking this is this is not bad. I mean, it's a little cheesy. It's a right. it's a found yep. found footage film uh, in which um, young girl with her video camera, which thank God she has a solar charger for. Um, right, of course, uh, like which, everyone has. Well, then they actually whipped out the solar charger so we could see it at some point because we'd been sitting there going, "Wow, I cannot believe the batteries last this long on this thing." I, I've I've always wanted a girl um, to whip out her solar charger for me. 
So it turns out that there's an alien invasion and yep. this is kind of post-apocalyptic and it's okay. Um, but ultimately, uh, it just goes downhill. Like it was so promising and then towards the end it just turns into, oh god, just stupid. Once they tried to get real solid plot and start explaining, explaining things and, 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 oh god, O negative blood is the secret to curing this. What? That was the hard part. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a thing. And we can just give someone a transfusion of O negative blood and no one will be harmed by this. Ugh. I uh, just yeah, you can just freely just start dumping someone else's blood into another person and it will cure you of the alien infection, but uh, anyway. Yeah, there there were so many issues like sterilization, right? Oh, no, no, it's just just like what you're not going to have a reaction to that? Or wait, is O negative is O negative universal yes, donor? Yes, O negative is universal donor. Oh shit. Then maybe maybe I'm uh Maybe that criticism is weak. Doesn't matter. At that but point, but you still can't just do that. They have the yeah. Oh, negative. All right. So universal donor. I get why they did it then. Um, but anyway, um, it just the dialogue was crappy. Mm-hmm. The the they they did stick to the entire found footage format. I mean, there were a few times where there were contrivances for why one of the bad guys would pick up the camera and bring it's, it along while everyone else is there is, is no knocked reason. out. Look, but the only time a found or why people would allow you to keep filming while things are happening. A found footage movie is very bad when there's no reason for it to be a found footage film. Right. It's this li- movie had no right to be a found footage film. You could have just filmed it normally and been fine. Yes, but it was ultimately it was just lame. It was just a lame film. It it didn't do it for me. Um, the other one I saw was Prospect. Have you seen Prospect? It's, Refresh me. It's not a horror movie. It's then a, no, I haven't seen okay. it. Okay. Uh, Prospect is... Uh, both of these are on Netflix, I think. And Prospect is on Netflix, and it is a father-daughter team. I think the daughter is supposed to be like 15 years old, 14 years old in this. And they are um, on a spaceship, and they are going to take their personal capsule pod whatever this thing is it's a lander and they're going to drop it down on this forest moon where they have um a lead on a huge uh, endor no no i knew when i said forest moon that would be everyone's first thought but it's not endor Uh, are there little bears and cows no Uh, in fact there were no animals beyond bugs that i saw did did the little bears and cows want to eat people and so I don't think we talk about how talk about enough how the Ewoks were going to eat people. Uh huh. Right. Like, like in Solo, when he first meets Chewbacca, they Chewbacca th- ate people. They threw him into the pit because Chewbacca had been starved for several days, and they assumed that he would eat Solo when they threw him in. Like that was the plan: is that Chewbacca was going to eat Han Solo? Right. 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 But the but implication I, is that they threw other people down there before. Right, that would be the implication, is that Chewbacca, along the way, ate people, which I I had always thought he was a vegetarian. I thought Wookiees were not carnivores. Have you seen the Christmas special? Despite the forward-facing eyes and the big, sharp teeth, uh, they're, they're not 
not carnivores. Have, um, have, have you seen the Christmas special? I have, but I don't remember what's relevant about it. Uh, they, they, the uh, Chewbacca's wife was cooking meat. Oh, okay. Was it human meat? I think so. Okay. And the so, grandpa was watching porn. Yep. Duh. As grandpa does. Um, anyway. Uh, they wind up... They wind up dropping down on this moon, and they've got a time frame of three days before the ship takes off or leaves orbit again. So they've got three days to get what they need and get out. And they're looking for this big uh, mother load of gems that's going to set them up for life. Uh-huh. And... I thought this one was fantastic. Like, it, you know, they get there. There's obviously problems. They're up against this time deadline. Things go wrong. And and I thought it was uh, really, really good. Uh-huh. I thought the dialogue was good. I thought the acting was good. I thought the science fiction-y parts of it were uh, sufficiently science fiction-y. Uh, it was just really, really cool. I liked Prospect a lot. And uh, highly recommend it. It is just, it was just fun. There was, there were parts of it where it looked like she would be on her own for a little bit. And I was worried that this was going to be, um, I don't know. I was worried it was going to be more horror and Uh it was not. I was worried that it was going to be her, uh, as a damsel in distress, her being sexually threatened on a regular basis. If this kind of movie turned into some kind of horror movie, I don't think I'd mind it. Right. But if if she became like this damsel in distress, yeah, no, I might have an well, issue with that. I also I also thought that she would be, I I knew that she was going to come out, you know, that she was going to have to be the empowered heroine here, and I was, you know, so that part was cool. She was empowered with heroin, but I, that's how they do it in space. Um, no, that was her dad. Um, anyway, uh, I I was I was afraid that she would be sexually threatened. For a lot of this movie, that that was the the, the big danger to her is that that these predatory men would, but it wasn't like right. that. So, um, and I, I wound up uh, really enjoying it. So there you go. All uh, right. All right. Anyway, that's all I got for the meticulously applied portion of the podcast. You, Potomatic. Three. No. No, it is not Hot the Potomatic yet. This is no. the Nerd Pride Radio. Damn it. Just pull up the list, and we'll do the intro next. It's three. Thank you. Three. It's from Jacob. Well, hey, Jacob. Jacob says, Would you rather be known all throughout the U.S. for drinking two two gallons of skim milk in under an hour, or or would you you rather be world famous... Skim milk. I'm taking the skim milk. Two gallons of whole milk in under an hour. No, no, whole milk. You're right. I mean... Sorry, I thought I knew where this was going. I mean, both are pretty impressive, but but whole milk? Can you imagine? That'd be crazy. Everyone would be really impressed. I'll take the whole milk. Okay, look, if I have to be famous for drinking milk, yes, of course, whole milk. Anybody could choke down two gallons of skim in an hour. That's not even a challenge. It's the... Whole milk. Oh my goodness, can you imagine? This, this is the best iteration of this joke. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Anyway, now it's time for the pod. I was in the middle of saying pod. 95. Omatic. 95. Hot dog. This is the Nerd Pride Radio no, Pod Omatic. No, no. 95. Stop. 
You gave me the button. I told you I trusted you with it because I knew you'd be responsible. I you let are you not. I you let you talk not. for the last thirty minutes. You are not being responsible. This is from Ronster. Hey, hey Ron. Ron. Uh, please describe a reality TV show that you would design just to suit your own preferences. I would love to see a in like like a Big Brother style group house, except it's all septuagenarians. In an esports tournament, <laughs> oh, they're 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 oh. all training to enter esports. Okay, here's what I would do. I would get five chimpanzees. All right, maybe six. Let's get six chimpanzees. All right, and uh, all of them have to be fluent in sign language. All right, or as fluent as as apes get. So you know, cocoa level, washo level, um, uh-huh. that kind of thing. All right, so you get you get your sign language chimps, all six of them. Yeah. All right, and then you put them in an enclosure where they communicate with each other in sign language. I mean, they also have communicated with human handlers, but now they're communicating with each other in sign language. Awesome. Now you introduce young chimps, all right, baby chimps. Maybe they have their own babies. Maybe you introduce. Uh, uh, young chimps into it, and they're raised by them. And I want to see what happens when uh, chimps are raised by sign language chimps. So they learn sign language not from humans, but they only learn sign language from other chimps. And I want to see this go on generationally. I mean, I mean, I mean, so this show now is going to go on. This is a reality show. It's more of a really documentary, but it's a long-term right uh, uh, reality-style TV show where we just keep the cameras on them, and then you know you give me a nice uh, weekly or monthly summary of what's going on and. And uh, in forty years, we'll see how it all turns out. That's well, I mean, what I'm looking for. I mean, we do know that, that 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 would be that would be me designing a reality show purely purely for my own interest. I have wanted to see this for ages. I've probably talked about it on the podcast before. That's we, how much we, I want to see. We do this. know that apes who know sign language teach other apes. Yes, yes, but we because, only have because we've released apes that know sign language, and then suddenly now eight apes know basic sign I language. I do not believe that. It's 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 nothing like. It's nothing like conversational like the first one, but now a bunch of apes now know singular words for certain things. We have released sign language apes into the wild? Well, basically they're rehabilitated animals. Huh, I will have to look that up because that is something that would be fascinating to me. Right. Because I know that Washoe and there was a male that was in with Washoe and the two of them were introduced to a younger chimp who learned sign language from them, but I don't remember the results of that, and their uh, their time was cut short for funding reasons, uh, or maybe something happened. I don't remember, but it didn't last long enough. Uh, and so I would like to see I would like to see it as a a uh, cultural community thing to actually have a community of chimps uh, that I mean still protected, but with minimal interference from human beings i mean you know people are still going to come out and still going to provide the food and this kind of stuff but minimal interference and then let them uh, develop the sign language as they will because instead of using human signs will their signs evolve uh to accommodate uh, ape physiology and needs or will they just fade out and disappear after a generation because they're just not as useful as uh I am probably mistaken because i cannot find any traces of what i was talking about oh, so i may damn. have just been pulling it out of my ass 
Damn, that sucks. Now, I did find an article on uh, chimpanzee and gorilla humor. Yes? What do they find funny? Uh, from the origins in the wild captivity to sign language learning. Tell you what, you look that up while I finish uh, Hot Dog. This is the Nerd Pride Radio Pod-O-Matic. At the end of every cast, we bring out R2 in his fully pimped-out Podomatic bubble, and he rolls up random topics for us to talk about. Where do those topics come, you a- come from, you ask? Well... That is where you come in. You want to hear us, hey, Ron, about something? Send me an email at mike at nerdprideradio.com. Or, better yet, um, oh, did I forget to mention I have forums again? Yeah. Sign up for my forums at nerdprideradio.com slash talk. Yeah, we had to change it. Uh, uh, You sign up there. You send me a message. Hang out together. You know a little bit. Um, But anyway, we will add it to our uh, Podomatic list because Podomatic is about whatever you Want, want it to, to be. be okay. Um. Apparently, they uh, they really enjoy calling others dirty. Uh huh. And the sign used for this form of the word "dirty" is in relation to feces. Yes. Poop, it's, poop it's, is always. It's, funny. it's a poop joke. Poop is always funny. Poop is funny. Uh huh. <laughs> Forty-five. Oh. Um. Forty-five is from. Let's see. Oh, oh, wow. Uh-oh, hold on, hold on. If I want to keep reading, I could pay $42 for this article. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. Nope. 45 is from Kyle. Kyle says, how often do you brush your teeth? I brush my teeth twice a week, and I know I should do it more, and I'm trying. His... His next follow-up question is, shouldn't it be more than that? <laughs> uh, I, I brush my teeth twice a day. I brush my teeth once uh, in the shower in the morning, and then usually, well, maybe once and a half. Sometimes before I go to bed. But usually oh, one, hey, once uh, a day, and I brush for several minutes when I Lulis. brush in the morning. But uh, Lulis was the ape with Washoe. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, Lulis was taught by Washoe. Nice. Uh, and then... Uh, um, yeah, but in the evening, I don't, it's not a thorough, because I, I, in the morning I'm brushing in the shower, which is a waste of water, I know. Uh, but I brush a lot longer and more thoroughly, whereas it, in the evening I'd be standing at the sink, and yeah, I'm not, not nearly as good as that. So yeah, should I be brushing more often than that? Maybe. Or, you know, flossing once in a while? Yeah, that would be cool too. But uh, yeah, whatever. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I can't touch that, I can't touch that. Eight. I told you I would trust you. Eight. Eight. Sorry, I'm reading about Lulis. That's right. Fascinating. Eight is from Ronster. Well, hey, Ron. Which member of the band Kiss was or is your favorite? I'm sorry. I'm a young person. I actually have more than 20 years left on my life. Oh, man. All right, hold on. on. I I like Ringo. (laughs) It's... Look, it's Gene Simmons, Ace Freely, Peter Chris. Oh, who's number four? God darn it. It's Ringo. Let's see. Oh, Paul Stanley. All right. Paul Stanley, the star child. Uh-huh. Um, Gene Simmons, the demon. Eric Singer, the cat man. Oh, he joined in 1991. Yeah, screw that guy. Tommy Thayer, the spaceman. Whatever. Okay, that's the current lineup. Uh, but then earlier, Ace Freely was Spaceman, and Peter Chris was Catman. Uh-huh. Okay, got it. Then we've got a whole bunch of others. The Fox, the Ankh Warrior, 
<laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I I didn't I didn't know that each face paint had its own stage name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously. Look, when I was a kid, Gene Simmons was everybody's favorite. All right, uh, but what uh, that tongue do? What it said? What that tongue do? I don't know. It's just super long. So anyway, uh, later though. Um, my favorite currently would be Ace Freely, just because uh, I have a uh, he did a solo uh, project, and one of them was uh, uh, his version of New York Groove, which I really like that song, and uh, and thus uh, I don't have any Kiss songs in my uh, in my playlists, but Me I do either. have I do have one Ace Freely song, and so therefore I'd have to put him down as my favorite. That's the best I can do. All right. 58. 58? Why, that's from... 58, almost. Oh, darn. Did that one last time and then forgot to erase it. Give me another roll. 73. 73 is from... It's from Lisa. And Lisa says... Oh, hey, Lisa. What food would be the best to make a house out of? <laughs> Um, hardtack. Since, since food by its nature is designed, well, no, not designed, food by its nature typically, typically is dissolvable. No, 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 it'd be, it'd be the perishable coconut filling in like candy, because then you could treat it like snow and make an igloo. That is, that is how igloos work. If it looks like snow... But you could still pack it in the same way. It would stick together. Oh, my sweet, sweet child. Either that or layers of beef jerky. Okay, beef... Yeah, see, it's If a be... pig can build a house out of sticks, I can make one out of beef jerky. Twinkies. The roaches, man. Yeah, well, and Twinkies don't actually last forever as... Did you see this recently? Big news story that made the rounds because a dude went down to his basement and grabbed like a you know, 12 or 15 year old box of Twinkies. And when he opened them up, one of them was completely mummified, like consumed by some sort of, of mold growth, which then ran out of oxygen and food and thus just dried up and <laughs> mummified. Gruesome looking. That's oh, really gross. Uh, were the rest of them okay? Uh, there were actually there were two others that had uh, spots of bacterial growth, and then all the rest of them were still essentially intact. They looked fine. It's gross. Yeah. What's in a Twinkie that that's possible? Look, Twinkies are just sponge cake with this um non-dairy cream filling that's mostly oil sponge cake shouldn't last 12 years well again i'm guessing that they were probably hard as a rock i mean the rock is pretty hard (laughs) but um look they have a lot of preservatives and then they're sealed and then they're sealed in plastic dwayne johnson you magnificent man all right go ahead and roll another 51 51 see being being master of the of the dice is pretty tough, isn't it? Oh yeah, you gotta get in the habit of actually rolling them. All right, but this will be our last one. Okay, and then we're good. 
This will be our last yeah. one. Yeah. This will be our last one. Yeah. And then we'll be finished. Yep. Uh, this one's from Jacob. Hey, Jacob. What band is severely underrated? Matt and Kim. Yeah, I don't know. There's a million. Look, uh, I before I listened to the Black Keys, which I do like the Black Keys, uh-huh. but before I listened to the Black Keys, uh, there was a uh, similar guitar-driven uh, duo called Lloyd's Garage. Loved them. Now, yeah, they apparently stopped making music, and so... Um, or at least publishing music, and thus, uh, they're not on Spotify, they're not on, like, I have mm-hmm. the songs that I bought on iTunes in that particular moment in time, but now, yeah, nobody nobody cares enough to do anything with their music to, to let me have it on mm-hmm. my Spotify, so I don't listen to much Lloyd's Garage anymore. I really wish I could. Yeah, Matt and Kim. All right, good answer. Yeah. 61. What the hell? Why'd you do it twice? It was 51 again. Oh, 61. 61 is from Eliahad. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. And Dave, wait, that was the last one last time. You didn't even listen. I'm sorry, this is the last one. No, the last one was the last one. You're right, this, this is the last this one. This one's the this one. Can science and spirituality coexist peacefully? I'm asking for a friend. Yes and no. Yes. Science is more your reality and spirituality is your belief. Well, look, you can believe in a higher power. Yeah, absolutely. And still believe in science. Right. You just have to uh, You have to stop making assumptions of how the world works based on your belief in a higher power. Right. And then getting upset when science gives you a different version of that, you know? Mm. And it is a very, very tough thing because, you know, people build identities around their belief systems. Right. So, um, sorry guys, this is a standoff here. What's up? Something wrong? I was just, uh, I was just thinking, I'm not, I'm not making any declarative statements. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, GLaDOS? <laughs> Come on. Uh, 39. Uh, you know talking here with you is just torture for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's why you keep inviting me back. Do you know what I forgot to do? I think we both forgot to do? What? I didn't send out Lister Betrayal. Oh, no! We have no Lister Betrayal today. All right, oh, no. I, guess, I guess we may have to do a few extra. Because we didn't do any Lister Betrayal. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Wow. We, uh, uh, everyone who I send messages to, I would like to apologize. I have dropped the ball, and I will do my best to fix this mistake in the future. Maybe, maybe next week we'll just do an all-listener betrayal episode. Oh, my God. Just send it out at, like, 7 a.m. Yeah, just see how much we get. Yeah. And then we can intersperse listener betrayal and, uh... Uh, and Potomatic, and just go from there. Right, okay, so th- that that was the last one, so... Wait, 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 what'd you just roll? Oh, oh, it was 38. 38. Okay, 38 is, it's from Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Jacob says, your scientific hypothesis pitch, string theory, quantum loop theory, I can, okay, wait, your scientific hypothesis pitch, all right, and then in quotes it says, string theory, quantum loop theory, I guess you can believe in childish things like those if you wish, Along with things like Santa Claus in the Netherlands, 
Let me enlighten you with silly putty theory. Continue. Silly putty theory? Or is that just an example? No. That's your theory. Go! Oh, because... Look, so, alright, here's... The, I was actually... I actually had a theory, but... No, here... Here's here's the bit with silly putty theory, and this is... I understand for lesser minds, this may be a little complex, so if you don't follow it... Yeah, oh, I right, it. silly putty theory. Okay, yeah, I know I know what we're talking about now. Right. Look, yeah. it's actually... It actually makes... It, it, it's kind of intuitive. I mean, right. like, space-time... They, you know, there was this big debate, is, is, uh, is our current three-dimensional space-time, is it, uh, is it convex? All right, is it concave? So, like, does it expand infinitely forever? Does it fold back on itself? Um, uh, or is it, is it saddle-shaped? Well, it turns out... the thing is, is, like, with Silly Putty, uh, imagine you've taken your ball of Silly Putty, and you've flattened it out as much as you can. Uh-huh. And then you crumple it up, and now you have a ball of silly putty again. But, topologically speaking, all those surfaces still exist. Right. So, then you roll it out again into another flat shape. All the original surfaces are still there, folded within this new flat shape. And then you crumple it again. Mm Mm-hmm. Thus expanding these surfaces thus explaining how something seemingly infinite can fit in a finite space. Right, fractal silly putty, essentially. Right, yes. All right. And if you take, for example, um, take the early universe right after the Big Bang. Yes. Okay, so we're just just bare fractions of a millisecond after the Big Bang when the entire universe is really hot and really dense. All right? Now, if you take that... So, sort of like a supermodel. <laughs> stop. There have been very smart supermodels. Um <laughs> You take that that hot, dense matter of the um, early universe, all right, and then you press it against a newspaper, all right. When you pick it up, it will transfer that picture right. onto your hot, dense universe, so, just like silly putty. S- silly putty theory states that there had to have been a universe adjacent to ours to copy from. Holy shit, that's pretty good. I was really just going with the newspaper, but I like your version better. So. If silly putty theory is correct, it would also confer, uh, confirm multiverse theory. Oh my god. But, just like how when you copy this newspaper on your silly putty, that silly putty can still stretch and warp, thus creating these slight or major differences you'd see between different universes. Wow. That's pretty good. I was an extemper for a few years. Yes, I can tell. That was a great line of bullshit. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, remember when I mentioned GLaDOS? And how she was going to... This is the last one. 85. The last one. All right, what do we got? 85, it says it's from Random? Random? The hell does that mean? I don't remember putting that on the list. Um, well, okay. Random says uh, the Empire versus the Borg. Who wins? Oof! I'd st- I'm assuming the uh, uh, Empire from Star Wars. Right, right. I, I'd, I'd have to say the Empire because they're the good guys, and the good guys always win. I'm. Oh my god! I what? Never mind. I just remembered what? something I was gonna do. But I can't talk about it. Uh, anyway, um, it, right. has, it has to do with a secret project, and I don't want to reveal anything because that person might listen. 
so, um, but I've got to remember to Shit, do that afterwards. I did have gaming table. So, did you? Yes. Okay, well, you want to do that in our final segment then? We sure can. Okay, hold on. Uh, Empire versus Borg. I think ultimately the Empire wins. Yes. Because they have the Force and uh, and the Borg doesn't. While the Borg is pretty damn good, I mean... Right. I mean, the Empire's building Death Stars. Do you know what shape is really easy to hit with a laser? A cube? <laughs> so, I, I really... I don't even I don't even see how it's a competition. Uh-huh. I mean, I think... I think magic science fiction beats out regular science fiction right? Uh, when it comes to a battle like this. So, it's yeah. science fiction versus science super fiction. Okay. Then tell you what, let's do <laughs> This is the last one. 80. How dare you. I'll have to save the gaming tale for next time. We're, we're running a little late. This one's from Lisa. Lisa says, Where would no one expect to find the bodies? In another body. I was going to say that! That's awesome! Oh my god, yes. Yes, inside other bodies. Or or like the ball pit at a Chuck E. Cheese? No, no, no. I think that would be... Uh... Or in the rat suit in the Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, oh, that's terrible. Oh my god, look. I mean, I actually, actually, now that I think about it, I think that's actually the plot of Five Nights at Freddy's. I have no idea. I don't. I I know that about, Five Nights about at Freddy's four people just laughed really hard. I know Five Nights at Freddy's is uh, a I'm guessing horror video game. Yes, based on the animatronics at. Freddy's, which is like a Chuck E. Cheese. Freddy Fazbear's, yes. Okay, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. Never played it, but I know many children who have been obsessed with it. Yeah, it's it's not good, and not my own children, surprisingly. Thank uh, God. Yeah, but uh, okay. Um, where would they never expect to find the bodies? Um, uh, in a phone booth, packed in with. Seven million other bodies. A recall to the third episode I was ever on. Yeah, it's, that's, that was a good one. Here's the thing: is that all the places I think of where they would find the bodies, I mean, like you know, under the president's desk or you know, in like, five hundred and twenty-six mailboxes scattered across continental Africa. Got it. Yeah, I got. Why is there just a one centimeter cube of meat in my mailbox? Ew. Well, taste it and find out. Dave? Yeah, see? Exactly. Okay. Uh, now Gladys is going to get it good. I could have said the words faster. Sorry, this is the last one. Uh, 78. No, we've already done that one. This is the last one. Uh, 30. 30? It's from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. <clears throat> Make up a 20-second opera about Aiden and sing it. Take it away. God damn her. Why do I read these things? I can't sing. I'm so self-conscious. I am not going to be able to do this. Come on. You can do it. I believe in you. Would you do it? Didn't ask me to. 
but absolutely, if I was asked to, by one of our fate, f- faithful listeners, I absolutely would. Aiden! <laughs> You're an asshole. Oh. Sorry. Speaking the truth, because... I just want to finish with this segment. Wait! Now here's GLaDOS to give us a re- Last one! Fuck you! 26. Damn it. That was so close. <laughs> and R2 was, was- R2 was like, beep! This one's from Ronster. Hey, Ron. Ronster says, Kung Fu Gold Showdown. Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Chuck Norris. One. Okay. This is this is our uh, our version of Bed, Wed, Behead. But Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Chuck Norris. So first choice is watch all of their movies once. Okay. Two is watch all of... Watch only one of their movies forever. Three, remove all their collective works from existence forever. Uh, Chuck Norris has all of his collective works removed. Yes. Yep. Uh, I will give you that. I would watch all of Jackie Chan's movies once. Yeah. And I'll watch a Jet Li movie forever. Right. Yeah, I'm on top of that. I you know what I well yeah because if it's gonna be forever I would rather watch a Jet Li movie forever right than a Jackie Chan movie forever uh huh yeah no I'm I am completely on board with you and yep. glad those to give us a recap this <laughs> last one <laughs> number nine please we haven't even hit an hour yet come on can you guys hear him can you hear him that. Can you hear Eli downstairs? He is he is a floor away from us in the basement. <laughs> I was just about to say something. And he is gaming with his friends online. And he is screaming so loud. I don't even know what game they're playing. Um, he is screaming so loud it's interrupting the podcast up here. Um, so anyway, uh, what was that? Oh. Uh, this is number nine for, from Ronster. And Ronster says, have you ever read the Bible? Yes. Yeah, yeah I have. Um, I've not only read, I mean, I haven't I haven't read the entire Bible cover to cover. I have. But I've read huge chunks of the Bible. I've done Bible study. I've had uh, the entire Bible read to me piece by piece uh, over three years of Catholic Mass. Um, because that's what they do is they read the Bible to you every week until... You get yep. you get the gist of it. I have actually read the Bible cover to cover on a dare. Ugh, how was it? Long-winded, a lot of it irrelevant. Right. And then those uh those four gospels are pretty much the same story over and over, right? <sighs> Except John. John gave it a little twist. Anyway. All right. Oh, um, oh. Have you read the Quran? I have read I, the Quran. I have not read the Quran. I have the Quran downstairs. Really? And yeah, we have a copy on the shelf. Down in the basement. Why do we just have a copy of the Quran? Because I wanted to read it. Okay. And uh, um, and I read the Quran, and it turns out uh, the Quran is like the Bible, a very boring, dry text. It's oh just, yeah. It's not. 
you know, it's the not... Torah is also very, very dry. Yeah. Um, I've never read the Torah. Really? Yeah. Never read the Torah. Uh, the... Did Did you enjoy reading the Bible or the Quran? Well, no. Then you would not enjoy reading the Torah. Um, but uh, if there was a book or series of books that would constitute the Nerd Bible, what would it be, and who are the authors, living or dead? Uh, you would have to be uh, a compendium of the DMGs from every edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I have an a... equally dry text. Look, uh, if I were going to write the Nerd Bible. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, I might. I might actually do this. It doesn't have to be a long book. No. But nerd principles. Yeah, no, I can do this. Because here's here's my first thought was that being a nerd is um, such a... Broad term. Right, because you, I've known... You can be a sports nerd. I am telling you... You can be a nerd about anything. As long as you like it, that makes it... By definition, nerdy. Right. Uh, go listen to A Hot Dog as a Sandwich. It is. You really like that I podcast. I love this podcast. I I consume it voraciously. I cannot wait for like, Wednesdays when it comes out. Like one would a hot dog. Like, right, or a sandwich. Right. Or a hot dog sandwich. I mean, a hot dog is a sandwich, so I mean, right. you just said the same thing. but So, my point is, go listen to them, because these these people are incredible nerds all right mm-hmm. josh josh is just a nerd straight up and i think uh, i think nicole is too um but more than that they are food nerds that is their their consuming passion is food nerditry and they are just it's glorious it's so much fun to listen to them most of the best podcasts i listen to uh are podcasts by nerds even if that's not how they necessarily define themselves but it's because they are so so nerdy about their chosen topic, just so consumed with it and so passionate about it and so willing to share it with others. Um, I've, uh, I've talked to you how many times about the shortwave podcast from NPR, mm-hmm. um, the other NPR, the less good one. Um, right. And, and shortwave, the, the host there and uh, all of her reporters and correspondents that she works with, these are people that just love science they love science so much they cannot wait to tell you about it they get so nerd excited when topics come up and they're like oh my god i can't believe it i'm so excited to work with this it's just it's cool i love nerds and so Mm -hmm. i i could write the nerd bible and it's um and it's about that it's about it's about passion and it's about sharing and it's about um it also includes can you hear him can you hear him down there jesus that's he is so loud. Uh-huh. Wait. No, I think he's done. I think that was it. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yep, yep. There's... Yeah, he came up on the waveform. All right. Thank anyway. God he doesn't listen to this. So, anyhow. Uh, yeah, the, the Nerd Bible would be a very short treatise written by me and talking about... Uh, the principles of, of just being a good nerd, which are also, by the way, the principles for just being a good person mm-hmm. in general. Uh, so, you know, like big chunks of the Bible in that way, um, or the Quran or the Torah. Um, I mean, again, I, reading the Quran, I was just surprised that there's just so much of it is just, 
oh yeah, this is the golden rule. This is just being a good person. This is just these are all very reasonable. But a good precepts. religious text should not be able to be turned around for hate speech. Ugh, they all can be. It doesn't matter what you write. They can be. Yeah. I. All right. If I'm gonna start a hate group, I want I want it based on Mister Rogers. Oh my God! <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Wait, wait, are, to... are we hating Mister Rogers? Or are we hating in the name of Mister Rogers? In the name of that would be the whole point. Is can you burn heretics in the name of Mister Rogers? Is there a way to make that happen? I don't. I mean, <laughs> based on history, someone would find a way, right? <laughs> How sad is that? Oh, Glados, give us a recap of the episode so far. Ninety-five. This is the last one. I am. I am revoking your your R two privileges. Uh, don't worry, this is the last one. I know, we've already done ninety five. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, six. Six is from Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Kyle says, "Conan the Bar- Barbarian versus Captain Caveman." However, Captain Caveman gets his whole crew, and they have knowledge of modern technology. Uh, Captain Caveman. Well, yeah, Captain Caveman's a cartoon. How are you and, com- you know, a gun. Yeah, how... how? I mean, like, Conan is, is... I mean, he's the hero of his own story, and he comes out on top of everything. Yeah? I don't... I don't... I, I am hurt, <laughs> wounded, deeply... But yeah, Captain the core Caveman, of my being, if he by had your lack tech- of trust, I cannot believe your lack of faith in me. How Captain Caveman dare you? would definitely win. No, if no, he had modern no, technology. Let's, let, let us let's talk about this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's what win. is that? What is that? That's R two. No, no. What's on top of R two? My hand. Why? Why would you even do that? It's just a nice shape. I saw you. You glanced at me, and then you. You put your hand up there like like you're driving through a bad neighborhood and you're trying to quietly lock your doors. Before It's because you're racist, isn't it? I knew it. Why would you? It's a nice shape. You, you don't trust me? I'm what? just I'm going to knock it on the floor like I did last week? No. I'm just proud no, of the one, craftsmanship. That won't happen because I told you. It must have taken a long you. time to get these percentile in this bubble. And it's just a very well-made bubble. I told you I was going to trust you. Right. And you're acting like you don't believe me. You're acting like I'm some I, sort of liar. If I didn't trust you, I wouldn't be on this podcast. Okay. Prove your trust by taking your hand off of R2. Okay. And now? Time for Gladys. <laughs> this is the last one. It's 15. All right, no, this this really this really is the last one because I'm really done. But I find you very funny. And even if you roll again, you have control. You go ahead. You have control. Even if you roll again, I'm just going to talk over you and keep going. Okay? This is why you should, like, share the Potomatic doc with me. <laughs> this one's from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Lisa says, you're going to become a teacher. What grade level or subject will you teach? Uh, I teach uh, kindergartners about theoretical physics. I would be happy to teach anything 
at a high school level. Right. I will... Uh, high, high school introductory to science would be amazing. Right. I am probably I am probably a math teacher, because I think I would be best at that. But I would also be happy to teach English. I would be happy to teach science. Uh, um, not so much social studies, although I have a passion for social studies, mm-hmm. too. I don't... You also have a passion for history. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like I couldn't do American history. I want, like, something like Introductory to Science or American History that I could make fun. And I think I would prefer, like, ninth and 10th grade. Uh-huh. But, again, it would be high school level, and it would be probably math. But uh-huh. I can I can do just about any right. of it, and I would be thrilled to do it. So, that would be cool. And now it's this time is the for last GLaDOS... One. To give us a recap, twenty-two of this week's episode so far. Uh, twenty-two comes to us from random. Like, who is random? All right. Anyway, uh, this one is random. Up, oh, I guess I've hit the button too many times. They're here for me. <laughs> um, all right. Random, by the way, is uh, I just remembered now. now oh, really? See it again. Okay. Random was literally just me. I oh, came okay. up. I came up with some weird thoughts, and I thought. Oh, but that's not really a topic. Why don't I phrase it as a question and just throw it on the list? So random is just just me or okay. you if you wanted to put something on here. I suppose. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool so, um, so Mike asks apparently, uh, what obscure nerd reference would you name your child? Uh, Zenithia. Where's that from? <laughs> it's obscure. Okay, well that's. Uh, it is a singularly mentioned minor god. From the Dragon Quest series, only mentioned in a non-numbered game, Dragon Quest, The Masked Queen, and the Tower of Mirrors. That is obscure as hell. <laughs> that is really good. What? How did you come up with that so quickly? Oh, because this is what I've thought about. I've, I've had this in my back pocket. <laughs> wow. I, like... <laughs> like you know Kaz yeah oh you know Kaz of course you know Kaz yeah one of his he has twin sons and they're both named after nerd references and one of them is uh, uh, named after Beast I mean like literally his his name is, is Henry McCoy um, okay so interesting and then uh, the other one is I can't remember where the reference came from. It's an old comic. It was a uh, I can't remember the reference. Go. Oh, I'm sorry, Kaz. I I apologize. Oh, where's darn it? I'm sure I if you say we... the name, you'll get berated by several nerds. Yeah. Well, no, no. I don't remember the middle name that went with it. That's my problem. Uh... And so yeah, because both of them, it, like, it's a great nerd reference because. Because the first name is just a good first name. Right. Henry. That's yeah. awesome. All right. But then when you combine it, then you realize, oh, I get it. That's cool. Because apparently they're, uh, you know, uh, like, whereas some people, like our family, it's tradition that you use a middle name that is a family name. Right. And it's, has, but other people, uh, like your Uncle Kyle, uh they just think, eh, middle name's kind of a throwaway. It's just whatever sounds cool to go with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, what's not a good name? What? Uh, have I spoken about Onision on this podcast? The the monster that is Onision? 
No. He's just a bad person, internet personality. And uh, he had two kids. Uh-huh. Then he wrote a book that is just awful. I've read it. It's terrible. Don't read any of Onision's books. But he then legally renamed his children after two characters in his book. Ew. So the children had names. Yep. Then he renamed them because he liked the character names from his book better. Right. And the bad part is both these characters in that book have sex. Ew, that's just gross. Yeah, Onision's a monster. Okay. So yeah, bad names, and then just... This is the last one. Number 20. You know, you realize that right now, GLaDOS is already talking. I've just inserted her in. Number so. 20 is already on the screen. It's from Lisa. Uh-huh. You you go right ahead. And you Would you ever down. wear a scarf? Yes, I actually own several scarves that I do wear when it starts to get really cold, like below 20. Mm-hmm. I actually wore a scarf this week. Yeah, I own scarves. I would wear a scarf. I have worn scarves. It just I don't do it very often because it's just not it's just not me. And but, hey, but you know, I, I get scarves. I don't mind them. They're fine. I would wear scarves. Hey, hey, hey! This podcast is copyright twenty twenty by Nerd Pride Radio. You have to trust me. Closing. When I say it was the last one, I meant it. I was gonna. Open the floor for you, not hit the button, and be honest, because I'm not lying when I say it's the last one. Yeah, it's so like now, you don't trust so me. So now it's time for no, GLaDOS. No, 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 we're going to talk about this. It's time for GLaDOS. No, 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 no. What is this? What is this just trampling over me? Because what, you don't trust me? Do you not trust me that when I say it's the last one, I, I mean it? Look. When I said that about you, we have been doing this podcast when I accused for so you of long. Not, when I accused you of not trusting me, it's because I only looked at it because I was thinking about knocking it out of your hands, and I saw you recognize that, and thus you protected it. Like All right. I knew, so I can't believe you didn't call me out on it. Why would you not call me out on that? Next week we go to couples counseling. <laughs> okay, take it away, Gladys. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye, and you were like, No way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Nerd Pride Radio. The opening and closing theme is Death Metal Disco by Ian Kronk, uh, as performed by Black Dove Underground. My bumper music this week was uh, Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. That was it. No, wait, what was the other one? It was now for something completely different. It was a named history segment, and it was, uh, uh, what did I do? What that, uh, um, what was the last one? Something completely different, unnamed history. Oh, uh, oh science fiction double science, feature. Science fiction double feature by me first in the Gimme Gimmies. There's where it was. Okay. Uh, all the songs I use are available on a variety of music services. You should check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. I wouldn't put them in my podcast if I didn't love them. If you want to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcatcher you use and write us a nice review or a crappy review as long as it has those five stars that work for the algorithm. Uh, if you really want to do something super nice for us, though, recommend it to your friends. If you're enjoying it, you should spread the word and let other people enjoy it as well. Word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. Remember, I am always looking for you listeners to do my work for me. Don't forget to send me questions and topics for the Podomatic. Uh, let me know if you want to be included in Listener Betrayal, which we're not doing this week. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, and I'm so sorry. If you have a really interesting nerd fact about an upcoming episode number, send it to me and save me all of that grueling research. 
My contact information is Mike at Nerd Pride Radio, uh, at Nerd Pride Radio on social media, which I'm never going to look at, so don't even, don't even try. But to be completely honest, the best way to talk to me, sorta, is to sign up for my forums at Nerd Pride the Radio. New forums. NerdPrideRadio.com slash talk. Now, here's the deal. Uh, it's NerdPrideRadio.com slash talk, which is a new forum that I've put up, uh, and it's my BB forums, which I don't, I, I gotta look and see if there's a theme that optimizes it for, uh, for mobile, because right now it is not very mobile friendly, and so when I'm using it on my phone, you got to do a lot of zooming in, zooming out. It's a pain in the ass. So if they don't have a theme that works for mobile, uh, this may be changing again, and I'll go back to a PHP BB three. Uh, not that that means anything to any of you or that you care, uh, but I may go back to a different style of forums if I can't get this one to work the way I want it to. So, um, so we'll be seeing. But for right now, nerdpriderradio.com slash talk. I have to come up with a uh-huh. new name after the slash every time I install new forms. You should, you should just start doing nerd idioms. It's like slash geek. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't be bad. Um, it, As it turns out, by the way, the old forums are available right now. You can actually get to them and see them. You just can't log into them, post anything. Uh Everything's full of error messages on every page. Woof. But at least most of the basic information is still there. So if there was something on there that you wanted to record, uh, keep for posterity, uh, you should probably get that out of there now. Anyway, uh, sign up. Send me a message. We'll hang out together. We'll become best friends in the world. We'll have fun. And this is about where it would be time for listener betrayal, where we send out to you lovely people with our questions and topics, but we completely dropped the ball this week, and we're sorry. But we love you, and we're so glad you showed up here. You guys are awesome. Yeah. We'll, uh, oh, 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 I know, I know, I know. Say goodnight, R2. Last one. 39. No, I, now, you can't do that. I said, say goodnight, R2. It's 39. I said, say goodnight. 39. We, we always roll. Hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 39. Wait, 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 wait. Does form mean anything? No. I always say, say goodnight, R2. We roll R2. We don't care about the number because we're just having Yeah, but then I said last one. For the pie. 39. You can't. You don't get to call last one. Th- th- 39. No, I I refuse. 39. It, oh, we've already done it. It was silly putty theory. 68. 68? You do me and I'll owe you one. Not you, but in the general you. Not, okay. Sorry, it's that from, was a George Carlin. It's thing. from Eliahad. Hey, Dave. It's from Eliahad. And he says, Mike, Mike, Mike. Not including words that just aren't PC anymore. What perfectly good words from your youth have become out become outdated and forgotten? Wicked. Wicked. It's so good, though. I love wicked. I, I've, I've been implementing wicked recently. People in Boston still get to use wicked. I, I know, but like... I can't. But I, I've, still, I've been implementing wicked lately. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other slang terms. I mean, there's, a, there's products that like... Uh, like fogey. I love Fogey so much. Fogey. That's true. Old Fogey was... 
old fogey was a word that I heard a lot in my youth. I don't know that I ever used it necessarily. Uh-huh. So it might be just before my time even, but I heard it a lot. And yeah, it's a descriptive term. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- y- old fogey. Like, it just hits good. It's It's the only word that I have found with the same punch as Boomer. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking uh, of products where the names are like, it used to be that if you wanted a decaf coffee, you would ask for a Sanka. Because Sanka was the name brand of a decaffeinated coffee. Sanka standing for Sans Caffeine. And, yeah, literally. And so, a lot of places, you, yeah, you, you would you like some coffee? Well, do you have Sanka? And it didn't matter if it was Sanka or some other decaffeinated. It was like just the generalized term for yeah, decaf. Yeah, ask for a decaf, man. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, no, that I can't think of any any of the slang terms. I'm sure there's a bunch of them. I'm just not. Uh, I mean, fam is really outdated now. Whoa. Okay, fam in the original context is outdated. The way you use it is awesome. Sweet, that's fam. That is fam. I I, I I used I used fam at work in front of an eighteen year old and she nearly punched me. <laughs> the other the other one I'm uh, I'm trying to incorporate is is oh yeah I'm down with the slapness. Woof! I like that one. I like that a lot. See, you work on that one. All right, say good night, Mike. Good night. Good night, R two. Good night, everybody.